woman. I'm Wanda Means. I am the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com, both of which you can find on my website, WandaMeets.com. Kevin, how are you? I'm great. It's good to see you. It seems like we're running a couple days behind. We are running a couple days behind, and I want to apologize (laughs) because I didn't put one out on last Friday because I've had several people going, Wanda, where's the podcast? Yeah, and you know I get pumped out when we don't do a show. I know. I'm sorry. But the reason is is because I wanted to wait for this person whom I have a guest today. I wanted her in the studio because I wanted to share her story because it is a fascinating story and it's de- definitely one worth waiting for so yeah i'm uh, glad you saved it so um I'd, uh, so Brittany hall uh, welcome to the show thank you i'm happy to be here so Brittany's story is fascinating um she this woman she's 32 years old she's from arkansas and she has two children five six and four so, well, this summer, they'll be four and seven. Four and seven. Okay. And a good three years apart. That's a good number. Yeah. My first two were three years or three years apart. So, and you're married. You live in Chicago, but you're hoping to come back south again, right? Yes. We miss the warm weather. Chicago's fun, but cold. So, your story is fascinating to me because, well, probably because I'm related. Uh, I, God, I just gave it away. I really shouldn't <laughs> give these things away. So... <clears throat> The reason I wanted to bring Brittany on because Brittany has been looking for her father for the past 12 years. Yeah, for 12 years. And you're 32 years old. And I, I can't imagine what it's like to not know who your father is. Um, I obviously know who my father is my whole life. Um, he kind of took off years ago, but whatever. Um, but you just, you had no idea who he is. So are you thought it was someone else the first 20 years of your life, correct? Yes. So basically, long story short, uh, my mom's basically like high school boyfriend, essentially. Um, You know, we thought he was the father and then we find out that he's not. And so when I'm 20, I find out that the man who I kind of always thought was my father's not. So um, from that just kind of spiraled like, well, who is it? And, you know, it's just wondering like where your characteristics and traits come from. And I kind of thought it was a lost cause because my mom, unfortunately, had no idea. She really had nothing to go on. Um, she did remember the one fact, Dallas, uniquely enough. But yeah, we didn't know like his name or anything like that. So so you are the so you so you ultimately found out when you were 20 ish. Yes. That you were the product of a one night stand, a one night stand. So someone <laughs> Didn't realize that they left their seeds. And I, I'm i not judging your mother because I've had plenty of one night stands. Uh, but <laughs> I never got pregnant. So obviously for a man, for a woman, she knows if she's pregnant. A guy, he has no way of knowing, yeah. you know? Well, and when you think back to the 80s, I mean, what? You're going to write your phone number on a napkin? You know, I mean, my mom, when she found out she was pregnant... She really had no way of contacting him. And actually, in her mind, she thought it was her ex-boyfriend's baby because they had literally just broken up. So, you know, when you do the math, you kind of think. So if you're a few weeks apart, so she thought she'd show her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, screw you. I'm going to screw somebody else, which I've done before, actually. I'm like, fuck you. I am out of here. No, I've done that before just to piss him off. But, you know, it never wins. But actually, actually, in this case, it won because you're this amazing woman who came out of this. So then you think, well, 
did you ever ask your mother? I mean, you were essentially raised by a single mother. So did you ever ask her, you know, what made her have the baby and not cho- choose another route, like give it up for adoption? Because she was young, wasn't she? Yeah, I mean, I mean, gosh, she was 18 when she found out she was pregnant. That's young. And yeah, so she was 19 when she had me. And to be honest with you, I mean, she grew up in a Christian home. So I'm not even sure abortion was really on the table, truthfully, um, which I'm forever grateful for. I, I can see that. And yeah, so were your obviously. two little boys. <laughs> yes. And your husband. Yeah, exactly. And me now. Yeah, right. So, um, but no, I mean, I, when you look back at the whole story and the whole situation at the very beginning, she chose to keep me and I'm here. So I am forever grateful for that. So before we get into finding out how we found out um, how you and I, how you hooked up with me, um, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little because I, I'm going to hold this off because mm-hmm. there's other things that I want to talk about on my show today because, you know, I have this weekly oh, yeah. pedophile report. I've got to get that out of the way, but I'm going to make our make our listeners wonder who you are. So, um, and I will... <laughs> In case you're wondering, she's not my child. <laughs> yeah, you thought I, you gave it away, but you actually just teased it in a, oh, I just a very it. interesting fashion. Okay, yeah. well, I'm just like, I'm not going to say, okay, she's not mine, because I would have known if I had a kid. However, because we know your mother's has your right, child. yeah. So, however, um, before I get into that, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about, and because I, I did want to talk about abortion and, you know, one night stands, and, and, and there, this is a big discussion to have, you know, your mother could have easily have had an abortion or, you know, you know, the responsible thing for that man to do that fathered you was to wear a condom, you know, but he didn't do that. So, and obviously in this case, it turned out great. Other situations, mm-hmm. maybe not so well, but he, so I, I have a 19-year-old son, and I'm like, if, if you don't wear a fucking condom, you know, I am not going to be happy. I am too young to be a grandmother, and I don't want to deal with this. So wear a condom, you know. I, I always say three things, you know. Get permission, number one. Number two, she has to be of age. Good God. You know, I when I talk about, you know, uh, statutory rape and pedophiles and, you know, if she's under a, I, I just... I. I've had this discussion. I'm one of those mothers who believes in having very open and honest and very uncomfortable conversations with your children. And this is one conversation that I've had with my son, who's almost 20. Of age, wear a condom, you know, get consent. You know, those are all non-negotiables. So obviously your father's mother didn't have this conversation with him. Clearly it was forgotten. Clearly it was forgotten if she did have that conversation with him. So... Kevin, I've been dying to tell you the Robert report. You had to just wait till I was standing up and away from I my know. mic. I know. I've been dying to tell you this for two weeks now. So Yeah, uh, I've been dying to hear about this. Okay, so I hate when you tease stuff like I that. Know. So I'm not gonna ask you what it is because I know it's better to save it for the air. So now I have I, I have this Robert report every show now because my son Robert is he's just crazy. Um, he comes home and he's got this scar on his hand and it's like three inches long. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is that? And he goes, oh, have you heard of the eraser challenge? <laughs> what? I have not heard of this. Well, that's because your boys are not in middle school yet. But right. they will be in middle school one day. And this is the shit you will deal with. They take little boys. Little boys. I mean, they're 13. He's a teenager. And now he's a man, by the way. He told me he's a man. They take their <laughs> eraser and they race <laughs> their self for 20 seconds. And the point being? That's like an endurance test. It's like it's like bloody knuckles. I don't know. You were in middle school once. You're a I boy. I didn't do that shit. <laughs> so he says to me, "Mom, isn't this cool?" I was like, 
No, it's not. That's a scar you're going to have for the rest of your life. We did something similar where you rub a uh, a quarter or a dime Do on you your arm. And it does kind of something similar. Your elbow like this and rub it and turning the hair. No. You never did this. <laughs> no. where you, took, you, you put your arm together and all your arm hair and you just go real fast and then all of a sudden it's all these knots and you have to pick, pick, pull them out. No. Your arm hair. You. Okay, what school did you go to? Yeah. <laughs> Brittany's like, I didn't do that either. You did not live if you did not do that to your hair. I'm kind of thinking I did. So, um, so he says, Mom, do you think we could call a plastic surgeon and get this fixed? Oh, my God. <laughs> did you tell him that chicks dig scars? I'm like, trust me, honey, this is not the only scar you're going to have. So I get a call. I, I swear I get a once a week call from the principal of the middle school. Uh, Miss Means. Robert's got detention again. And I'm like, God, why are you always getting detention? So <laughs> when... It does get detention a lot. What's worse than one middle school boy? Two or three middle school boys. When they get together, they make stupid decisions. So they were Snapchatting. And you know, Snapchat, you know, they send something and it goes away. You know, I guess. Yeah. Unless you screenshot it and save it or whatever. We, we both always sound really old when we talk about it. because I know, we, we do. I, I just don't get it. I like, don't get... I, I don't know. Do you do Snapchat? I, yes. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are the same age. She's a little younger than me. <laughs> so anyways, so... A couple months. Apparently on Snapchat, he'd asked this girl who has uh, um, physical and a few um, uh, challenges and maybe a couple of mental ones. Um, I'm not sure. Will you be my girlfriend? I love you. You know, and and the girl thought he was being serious and then the mother saw it and, and the girl... Oh, no. The girl's never been asked by anyone because she's challenged. She has a few challenges that I've since learned. And uh, I was like, I was mortified. Class case. I mean, that is just a case of bullying and being an asshole. And here I am raising this kid. And I'm like, and I had no idea this was going on. I get a call from the principal. So then I call the mother immediately. And I said, oh, my God, I don't know what happened. I am mortified. If my son did this, you know, I'm going to A, kick his ass, uh, and B, we just, it's not acceptable, but yes, I get that boys will be boys. But you got to get his side of that. Right. And, well, I got his side, and he claims, and the other little boys took his phone and Snapchatted the girl, and I said, you know, it's coming out of your phone, so you're completely liable for anything that comes out of your phone. Anyways, so he got detention for it, but the mother, so I called the mother, apologize and she says to me Wanda thank you no parent has ever called and apologized for their child's behavior that's actually what I was thinking uh, kudos to you and so th but this isn't about kudos to me this is why other parents aren't you know picking up the phone and going oh my god I can't believe this shit happened why you know like yeah you pulled an asshole move you apologize he apologized to the girl apologized to the teacher I made him apologize to the mother and she goes, I just want you to know no one has ever called to apologize. And, and, he, and no kid has ever apologized to her daughter and she's probably constantly bullied. And it's just, it just gets at my gut to think that my son would be that mean. And I don't think he thought they were being mean. He thought they were messing around, but she of course took it a whole new way because she's challenged anyway. So it was really, but then the principal said to me, Wanda, like, I know what Robert did was wrong, but the, the fact that he stepped up, huge. And so I guess kids are going to screw up no matter what. Yeah, and, most and definitely. And, you know, it's up to us what we do as parents, what they do and what we make them do. And little boys don't like to apologize. 
They, uh, no. They'd rather run away Nobody from the problem. Nobody does, really. I mean. right, right? They'd rather run away from the problem. And I'm kind of proud of Rob. I'm, I'm very upset that he was a little douche. But <laughs> I'm proud that he stepped up and owned it. And he and the little girl are fine now. But that's the risk you take. You know? God, I hate middle school. And I only have one more year of middle school. I went through it myself, obviously. And now that I have four children, I felt like I've gone through it four more times. And I've got one more year of middle school, and then I'm out of there. Fuck middle school. I am out of there. I cannot wait to get out of middle school. <laughs> High school's not that much better. Hell yes, it's way better. <laughs> I am sorry. It is way better than middle school. Middle school is so painful. Good luck, Brett. I was way <laughs> more of a problem in high school than middle school, that's for sure. Okay, so I know you hate this, Kevin, but we are going to do my MVP report. All right. My MVP is my I guess get it over with before we get a break. Report. Anyway. But it's not, so it's not really an MVP this week. It's more of a, um, it's a discussion. In California, in one of the school districts, they are teaching in the schools that pedophilia is a sexual orientation. No way. That's way too new to be saying something like that, isn't it? So, I have an opinion on this. The look on your face, Brittany, is killing me. I would think that needs a little more vetting by the school system before you start teaching something like that. So they're saying, oh, based on history, you know, we need to teach this, that it happens. I'm not saying that that's not right, but I mean... So, here's, here's my case. I've told you this. It is a sexual orientation. I have told you mm-hmm. this. I agree. Because once it becomes mainstream that it is a sexual orientation, then they will stop saying, oh, well, it's curable. Because we think yeah, that's that a good point. if we send them to prison, we will rehabilitate them and they will be cured. You cannot cure a sexual orientation. We, as a society, as a humanity, need to understand that pedophilia is is a sexual orientation. Aren't there like still religious sects, though, that think you can like reverse homosexuality and that kind of shit? Well, right. I mean, I mean which, oh, come on. That's so any ridiculous. Any logical person knows is absurd, I would think. Sorry, Brittany, I'd assume you don't... You, don't. you no. can't reverse it. <laughs> no, I mean, nothing like, oh, can, I'm one of those. Yeah. You can't reverse it. You can't rehabilitate no. it. Nothing can be reversed. Yeah. Um, your desires can only be suppressed or if you do that's have unnatural, faith though, right? in God. But that's right. unnatural. It, it is, but I mean... I'm not saying it's morally I'm not saying it's right, right at all. No. I, I, I'm just saying that we need to understand yes. that it is from the sexual core of a human being and it's nothing that you cure. And so now that we know it's not, once we understand that it's not curable, we need to realize that sending them to prison for five years for a class one uh, felony or 10 years for class two or whatever, that, that doesn't solve the problem. This is what I'm trying to say. We need to understand that this is a problem that we, we, until it's like, it's, it's some like, weird it's like territory. Being an addict. Though, man. It is a weird territory, but it's like being an addict, right? You can never fix your problem until you admit you have a problem. Well, we can never fix this problem until we admit we, there is a problem. And the problem isn't that there's pedophiles. The problem is that we don't understand what to do with them. And we think that we could just fix them, but we can't. It's just, it's so hard. And like you said, it's a tricky area because we're talking about children. If I mean, anyone touched yeah, my children, totally I would cut yeah, totally I mean, you of all people know. I would cut, I mean, I'd cut his dick off and shove it down his throat. Totally that's just different me being nice. Field. Okay. I do think this is a discussion that's needed. And I think that ultimately, pedophiles just need to be out of the general population where children are. Absolutely. If a pedophile was living next door to me and my children, I'm sorry, I've 
as a parent, I would want him locked away for good or just, but it's like, you don't want to move away from me and move next to another child. This guy needs right. to be put put away. It's hard. Yeah. Away from children. And so when you give them five years or 10 years or whatever the statute says, the statute needs to be changed. Well, yeah, because they're not going to get cured in 10 years in prison. No, you can't cure a sexuality. No. That's my point in all this. Now, whether we should be teaching it in schools, I think we as parents need to teach our children this stuff. Why don't we start with that? All right, I'm gonna, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, Kevin, whenever. You got to tell me when I go over. I'm I told you before the, the report that we were coming up close. Okay, oh, so I just I, like to get it out of the way. I actually, this is a whole new conversation. If you ever do a homosexuality, I do have, I talked to this guy who, so for people of faith, like their faith is really important and they want to, you can't cure your homosexuality, but you can, it's not choosing to be homosexual or heterosexual. It's just choosing to live your life for God. So some people choose that. Well, okay, that's, so then we're getting into a whole that's why I didn't religious say anything. discussion. That's why I didn't say anything. But that's a... We're getting to whole religious, and so, and you know how much I love religion. So we're going to take a break. I'll be back. But when we come back, I am going to finish this fascinating story with Brittany. Or maybe I should tell the story of me getting busted with Randy. How about that, Kevin? Brittany and I wanted to talk more about her story. Um, her story is just to me so fascinating. We're talking about finding your father after all these years, and I, I can't imagine what it's like not having your father. I mean, I believe me, I have plenty of daddy issues with my one taking off and the other one. Although he was there once a year, you know, for Christmas, I get a great little gift once a year. It's not really how you parent, though. Um, and then my stepdaddy would like to put his penis in my mouth. So I really have kind of a strange issue with dads, you know. But you, you didn't know your dad and you've been looking for year after year. The angst of that alone would just, I I don't even know how I would feel if I wanted something so badly and I couldn't find it. So two years ago, uh, my boyfriend buys me this Ancestry DNA kit. And he didn't, actually he didn't buy it for me. He bought he bought one for his kids because he just was curious. And he got an extra one. He goes, oh, here, Merry Christmas. I go, that is not how you give your girlfriend a gift. You don't say, oh, I'm sorry, I got an extra one here. I'm like, that is not a gift. <laughs> that is something that Seinfeld would do, you know? So it's like something George Costanza would do. Something George, <laughs> exactly. Randy, that is a George Costanza move on your part. Anyway, so I'm like, oh, fine. Fuck it. I'll take the test. So I took the test. Bunch of people came on there, had no idea who they were. Out of the woodworks. Out of the woodworks. I mean, is Ancestry DNA, is it the uh, black hole of the dark web, or is it the gift that keeps giving? I am not sure, but I'm going to title my blog that. So, two months ago, I get a Facebook message from you that said, and Kevin, you'll laugh because you know me, everything about me. Hi. Wow. This is going to sound crazy. 
I remember, Kevin, I told you the second I got that text mm-hmm. yeah, the next morning <laughs> and I wanted so badly to share this story. And of course, Kevin laughs at me because of course it's going to happen to you because everything that happens to you is crazy. You know, there's nothing normal. Yeah. And so this is just. It's just funny that she's saying it to you. It's like of all people. I know of all people that. Oh, <laughs> it's like brace yourself for something crazy. I know. I'm like, oh, well, how can this be? <laughs> and I will say this is probably the craziest thing that I've shared on this. That is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> It's almost as bad as Randy and I getting busted at DFW. I mean, I do have some really funny stories. That's the one you mentioned before the break? No, that was no, there was another one. We got busted by Emma the other day. Oh, okay. She walks That's in what, on us. Yeah, I was about to say, I heard the airport story I gotta back tell in you, the old days. What's worse, getting busted by your parents as a teenager or getting busted by your teenager as a parent? Oh, teenagers as a parent's got to be worse. Yeah. She walked right in, and I was like, <laughs> get out! And then she said, Mom. I want you to get rid of that couch because I will never sit on it again. <laughs> so she was sitting on it last night during the Stars game and she didn't say anything. So I think she forgot. It's so Hopefully, embarrassing. Yes. I got busted by my daughter. She's like, Mom, that's so gross. I'm like, you know what? I'm a consenting adult. If I want to have sex with my boyfriend, for God's sakes, I will do that. And she's the one who said, Mom, I said, where are you? She says, I'll be home in an hour. So I'm thinking, yeah, I got plenty of time. She walks in the door 20 minutes later. I'm like, what the fuck? Don't lie to your That's mother. That's true. Like, when in the history of parenting does a kid show up earlier than they said they are get home earlier than they said they would be? Right. I, I thought <laughs> I had like, plenty of time. <laughs> She's like, mom, that's so gross. I'm like, next, don't lie to me. She goes, don't pin this on me. Well, of course I did. So, hi. Wow, this is going to sound no, You guys got to both share the blame on that, just for the record. Oh, how do I have to? I had an hour. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you could have... I mean, you were in the living room, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, got somewhere a little more private, but oh, we had plenty of time. It was I'm 20 not, minutes. I'm not judging. I'm just we saying. We were done. Anyway, so hi. I've already read this. It's going to sound crazy, but as you scroll down, you tell me um, I've been I've been looking for my father, my biological father's family, and I think I found you on Ancestry DNA. Well, remember I had taken that test, not because I wanted it and bought it and purposely went out and did it. It was an accidental gift given to me. And it is truly the gift that keeps on giving. And so when I got this in mid-February, I was, was like, I'm like, well, I, I have two brothers and I have, you know, three biological uncles. So because it, you text me and you had said, I'm either your first cousin, first or, your cousin niece. or your niece. And I said, well, are, did you look at other Wanda Means? Because, you know, and I said, Means is my married name. And you said, no, we're on the ancestor DNA thing. And so sure enough, I went and looked and there you were at the top of my closest blood relatives. Mm -hmm. And none of my siblings had taken this. So obviously I would be closest to either my sibling or my parents and they haven't done it. So I was like, oh, I guess you could be a cousin. You know, you could be one of my dad's brother. My dad has two brothers. Uh, surely you could be one of their kids, but I doubt it. And then so I immediately texted my brothers and I said, so. I got this text this morning at at or last night at midnight, and and by the way, she's telling them on Valentine's Day at like seven a.m. in the morning. <laughs> well, actually, it's good timing. My ex husband, he's so funny because can I please be on the phone when you tell Mike? Because Mike is my favorite. Um, he's one of my very favorite men that I know, and he's actually been on the show a few times. Back, way back remember, in the early days when Mike was on, when uh-huh. I had the swingers on. Uh-huh. God, anything to embarrass Mike. I love my big brother. So, so lo and behold, you could be one of my brothers or my uncles because it says the way, how does that work? Because you know more about those 
DNSR numbers. Yeah, I'm curious myself. Yeah, I don't know so how any of this shit works. It's called centimorgans. And so when you look and see, it's that's your shared DNA. And so everything is categorized. So a first cousin and a niece is within the same range of centimorgans. So it said you could be either or. But one of the reasons why I knew that I really thought I was your niece was because um, your aunt Connie, your first cousin. No, Connie is my aunt, right. my dad's sister. But sorry, she was the account holder for your first cousin, right? So, oh, oh, she's the mother. She's of, the mother. Of, right. Yes. So I had matched as his second cousin. So that okay. made me know right then I have to be your niece. You have to be my niece. Okay, interesting. So, so you and I are going back and forth, back and forth texting and we're not mm-hmm. texting we're facebooking and you right. found me on facebook because i have a I have a public profile yeah that's how i found you oh from her public figure from, or her blog yes mm-hmm. page gotcha so you just google wanda means and uh, i guess one blood woman comes up yes I, I, but i'm sure there's other wanda means out there um so when 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 i get this crazy text and i am dying i tell my brother i'm like oh my god mike and so sure enough he was in Little Rock, his, his best friend had moved to Little Rock and that's where he hooked up with your mom. And it was literally just a hookup. Like, no yeah. judgment on your mother. Cause I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. I am laughing. But I mean, I've hooked up with dudes before. And so, but yeah, she made, I'm, not, I'm not judging one night stands either, just for the record. I mean, this wasn't even a one night stand. I think it was a full on just bar hookup, I think, right? Isn't yeah, that the same I mean, thing? No. I think, well... I guess technically a one night stand would be you go on a date. Oh, I thought a one night stand was like you met someone and you ended up banging them that night. Well, well, yeah, and you never see him again. Yeah, but I okay. <laughs> I, I You're guess, saying that this is even more inanimate. I'm just thinking you, that you actually anonymous, sir. they just met in a bar and hooked up. <laughs> gotcha. They didn't go on a date. So, um, so I text my brothers and my sister and I said I don't know who this is, but I'm I'm you know. Me, I am looking at all your pictures on your Facebook. And I'm like, holy shit, she looks just like my sister and I. And when you're younger, picture when we looked younger. And I'm like, uh, I didn't know what to do because this was the most bizarre thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Mike might have another one. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mike wanted to wait until he found out for sure. And I'm like, Michael, really? You. Can you not see her eyes? She's got that black curly hair just like you. She's got your same eyes. She's got your chin. Her kid, you you have two little boys. They look just like one of my daughters. I mean, it, and you look like my sister's daughter. And you look like a, my sister and I and when we were younger. When I, I have lines. Yeah, there's some naturally occurring <laughs> indicators so, there. Like, right. <laughs> and so, but Mike's like, no, I want to find out. I, I want to make sure. And sure enough, he took the test and they lost his test. I mean, to add, you know. I know we pain. had to wait like three more weeks. And so, sure enough, he calls me and he's all excited. And... And you are our niece, and you are my brother's daughter. This is a very bizarre story. This doesn't. How many stories out there has this happened to? Um, people has this story happened to where they finally found their biological father, mother, aunt, family, sister. Yeah, I mean it's so crazy. I will tell you when. So I bought the kit on a whim. It was actually a friend because I was. I, she had. I don't know. You were just hanging out and I'm telling her the story and she's like, you should buy a kit. And so just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it right then and there. I just bought it. Didn't really like think about it. And after I bought it and sent the test in, I start researching and you hear all these insane stories, you know, 
we kind of talked about earlier, people getting neglected or anything like that. So I just didn't even know what to expect. But it's so crazy because I feel like I hit the biological jackpot. Oh, <laughs> do you hear that, Kevin? To the biological jackpot. That, that's me. You say that yeah. now. <laughs> ha, funny. But you haven't met my mother. <laughs> You're fucked there, Brittany. Sorry. You did not meet the bi- get the biological dad part with your grandmother. I'm just letting you know right now. Sorry. But my, I mean, you especially, like, you've been so amazing. And so has Michael. Like, I cannot wait to meet him in person, which I get to in a couple of weeks. And then I have half brothers now. That's, I know. It's so My crazy. two nephews, whom I adore and love. So this is, uh, so... People might be thinking, well, why is she meeting me first and not Mike? Well, you're, you were just here for a job interview. And um, so I'm like, well, for sure I want to meet you. And yes, and you will meet Mike uh, in a few weeks when you go in May. Right. Yeah. And I, how do you feel about this? You're, I mean, and I will tell you, my brother has the biggest heart of any man I know. And I love my brother. I'm not, people, you're, they're supposed to love their family. And I love my brother I think he's got a big heart and and you you did score he's a much better father than his father was <laughs> trust me on that so you're good thing you got him and not his dad but how do you feel about I mean I think the only word for it is just like anxious excited like I can't wait I, I don't really have any nerves because I've got to talk to him on the phone we text and the crazy thing is we actually have so much in common That's what I thought was so unique about this whole situation is that you pick up, you know, traits. So like your facial expressions, things that you say, things that you do from the people that raise you. But this man I've never met before in my life. And then it turns out we have a lot of similarities. And it's just really cool to see that unfold. Well, it's funny because when I picked you up, you looked at my hands. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're man hands. Anybody watch Seinfeld out there? Yes, I have man hands. And although, <laughs> thank God my boyfriend has big hands. It makes me feel like I have small hands. But sorry, that is a trait of ours. <laughs> Those big hands. Oh, and premature gray. That's another one. Oh, great. Good luck with that one. Mike was fully gray by the time he was 40, I think. Um, but you could t- the excitement that I feel for you is... It, I, I can't even describe it because you're going to meet your dad and you've never had like this is so exciting and and so your kids will now have another grandfather I, I know that they have your your mom's yes, husband I mean yeah so my I mean my kids are just they got grandparents coming out everywhere now <laughs> but no I mean they have two sets of extremely loving grandparents I still have my grandparents so they have great grandparents so it's not like they you know need another grandparent but it's amazing it's a bonus that, it exactly it's a bonus it's a bonus and um you know and I don't want to take anything away from Andrew and Colin's children when they have them someday but you know if Mike wants or Michael wants to be a grandfather I mean we're open and accepting to it I just I think it's wonderful well, he told me he is so excited to meet you, and he's he's a little nervous about being a grandfather. I think it's because it just makes yeah, him feel old. Yeah, people keep joking. Yeah, they keep calling him grandpa, and he's yeah. like, wait, I didn't have nine months to prepare for that. Right, So, <laughs> but that's all about his ego, yeah. and but he'll, I'm sure he he is such a loving man. I, I'm sure he's going to welcome them and you with open arms. And The I producer think- just wants me to ask if we can do this on the show, their first meeting. <laughs> Hey, oh. uh, <laughs> I, I would love it. <laughs> so, so our time is up today. And but, Brittany, thank you for coming in. Thanks for thank, having me. Thank you for coming on my show and on the podcast, and just being so open with your story. Your story is fascinating, and this will, I think, give hope to other people that you know maybe they could find their you know biological family and and 
Maybe they will hit the biological yeah. lottery. I would tell anyone, get a test and see, but just be prepared. Because you never know. You never know. You just happen to hit the kick-ass ant over here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I am the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret. And don't forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. Thank you for listening. 